Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today, I am going to answer a question that I get quite often both in email and I see it on the Facebook group. Um, And I actually get this from clients, whether I am seeing straight up anxiety clients or eating disorder or substance abuse clients, they are asking this question. If I have anxiety, how can I meditate? It seems so difficult. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to try to lay it out in um, a form that you can go back to over and over when you have questions. So let's get to that. Let's get to our subject matter for today. If I have anxiety, how can I meditate? So I want to take this question by question as people usually begin to accept and break this down and more questions come up. So to actually start a meditation practice, and I'm talking here today about the formal practice, about actually setting time aside each day to spend giving your mind-body the connection and the break from our daily life, constant thinking, worry, so forth and so on. The actual taking time out to try to let Uh, things be. Isn't that an interesting term? Trying to let things be. But in the beginning, that's what it feels like you are doing. And um, the beauty of establishing a practice of having a time where you are actually building um, a nest, so to speak, a little meditation nest, is that you want to go there eventually. You're drawn to go there. And the more you go there, the more the mind, body, muscle memory just relaxes into it. So it actually gets easier. And there's a lot to do. So let's get started on how we can actually get going on this. One of the first questions I get is, how, I, how do I actually start uh, the practice? And so um, I I just want to point out that if you are inspired to do this, that's all you need to get started. You don't need um, any um, particular materials or recordings or apps or pillows or clothing, music, incense, none of the above. You just need to have the intention to start. So if you are inspired and you have the intention to sit for meditation, welcome. This is how we're going to do it. The next question I get is how long do I need to be sitting or quiet or or in this formal meditation practice? And one of the keys is to not start with too long of a period. So you'll read in a lot of books to sit for half an hour, sit for 40 minutes, I start everyone at 10 minutes. You will know when it's time to grow. You can either talk that over with your coach or your, um, you know, in the Facebook group. You know, you'll be able to be feeling a little itchy, like, oh, uh, you know, I'm feeling like I might, I might even want to sit longer. 
but let's just keep it in this beginning at 10 minutes. And if you, the bigger part to have is not the length of each day, but of sitting each day, of getting yourself into that mindset every day for just those 10 minutes. Um, We'll experiment with the time as you go along and you are um, consistent in sitting daily. And then the next question um, that people come up with is, do I need a special place to do this? Do I need to sit in, do I need to sit on a cushion in the garden? Do I need to be in um a group setting, like a lot of people think meditation is with a whole group of people, and that's wonderful, but that is not what you need to be doing. You can be sitting on your couch in your living room. You can be sitting uh, in a, a special chair. You can be sitting on the floor with your legs crossed. Um, There's so many different places. The thing I like to um, talk about over where it is is that it's if you can have it be the same place every time that is um an added bonus it's not necessary everything that we're talking about here is very fluid that's why i'm sort of i'm hemming and hawing a little bit because i want to put out my best ideas and my best suggestions for you to sit in meditation formally but i don't want them to sound like they are hard fast rules All of this is fluid. All of this needs to go along with where you're at during that day. Um, You could be sitting in your car, obviously not driving, but you could be in your parked car. You could be on a park bench if you are in a safe environment. The point is to be doing it, doing it every day, 10 minutes every day. Those are the big things. And they're actually difficult hurdles to get over in the beginning because there's a lot of resistance in our mind body um, to want to do, to sit, to sit quietly and to be specifically being mindful, which is paying attention on purpose, right? Um, As if it really matters because it does. So the special place, it's helpful if it's the same place because there will be an association that, and your mind body will just relax into your meditation much easier, but that's not a requirement. You know, so what's nice about this not needing a special place is that uh, lunchtime tends to be a time when people have a little bit more freedom as to what they do. They're not home with the family. um, And often I've had clients tell me that they do meditate in their car, parked car at lunchtime, because they feel that's their special time. They could go run errands. They could go to the lunchroom or they could just take the time for themselves. And so the next question is, how often, meaning they're doing 10 minutes a day, and I say every day, seven days a week, if you can. If you can't and you feel like you need a particular day off or you are doing the lunchtime meditation and you need the weekend off because you can't squeeze it in, great. Like I said, this is fluid and we need to do this to the best of our abilities. We're going to do the best we can with what we've got. So again, uh, 
when you do it also can come down to what time of day. Again, we talked about lunchtime. One of the most beautiful times is in the morning. But again, it's going to depend on what is your schedule? What is your temperament? How do you feel in the morning? The nice thing about morning is that it sets the tone for the day. Lunchtime can give us some ease from the morning where things may have started to build up. It can give us a sense of ease and we can have a beautiful afternoon. An evening is nice because we can clear away the debris that has built through the day. So all of the times have their benefit. And the best time to meditate, I want you to write this one down. The best time of day to meditate is the time that you will do it. Like I said, this is fluid. And if you're going to set a rule and not do it, it doesn't matter. So let's keep it fluid. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The next kind of question that comes up is about how the how we should sit. Should we sit in a cross-legged? I mean, um, that's traditional uh, meditation, but we're using meditation we're doing the real meditation practice, but we are not as concerned about the physical body. We are Westerners and we were not raised sitting on the floor like that. And we don't have the open hips often to do that. Unless you are a regular yoga practitioner, you might not feel comfortable sitting on the floor like that. So you want to sit. It is important how we sit, but it isn't, doesn't have to be that specific. We want to sit with our spine upright. We want it to be erect, but relaxed. And so that helps us to stay awake and alert. Therefore, we can be mindful. We want our shoulders to be relaxed. And, you know, you can put your hands on your legs, on your lap. Some people, that starts to feel uncomfortable on their shoulders. So I, I suggest putting, you know, pillows around your elbows in a place that will let your arms really relax, either in a hands open position or your hands, palms down on your legs, as long as they are relaxed. And you want your 
your, you know, your head to be as if it is sitting on top of your head, but maybe being pulled up a little bit, like someone was pulling from a, a thread from the top of your head. So it's up, it's erect, but it's relaxed. Um, and you can let your eyes relax and close if you are comfortable with that. So we have, I get some other questions about how to stay focused um, on either the breathing or uh, is, or like are they a particular mantra or a prayer? People are sort of curious what they're supposed to do, right? And in the beginning, we talk about following the breath because the breath is always with us and it is just a beautiful touchstone for us to come back to. Another term for that um, is an anchor. I know uh, one of my mentors, Tara Brock, uses the term anchor. And um, I like the term touchstone. And so our breath can be that for us. And uh, you can hold your hand, one of your hands on your belly. If you can't follow the breath quite so easily through your nostrils... Or if you have a, or you have trouble breathing through your nose and you're a mouth breather, it may not be as easy to follow. So you can put your hand on your belly and just follow the belly expanding and collapsing, and um, with the inhalation and exhalation. The other uh, touchstones that we can use are physical sensations. We talk about this quite often in the other podcasts about tuning into our body and the sensations that we have. When we do the body scan, we systematically go through the body and its sensations and bring our attention to each different part of the body. So physical sensations, where your uh, legs and your butt meet the chair, you know, you can just feel that. Be mindful of that connection. Another beautiful touchstone are sounds. Um, I live in an area that has a lot of roosters and um, they used to bother me when I was meditating and then I decided that they were just one of my touchstones. It was like, oh, I would hear it and I would say, I would just label it rooster. It was kind of interesting. It's just they become part of, um, they just become part of the daily routine. So we can actually use the sounds and things even in our body pain. Pain can be a touchstone because in meditation, we're not pushing anything away. We are being with everything that is there. So if you do have pain, and it's not a pain from sitting incorrectly or pinching uh, or falling a leg falling asleep or something, but if it's a chronic pain that you have, actually using that as your touchstone can be quite illuminating. A lot, I mention those things because a lot of people have trouble following the breath. So again, just use the belly if that helps. And the next thing that comes up for people is they're, they've quieted down, they're sitting, they're following their belly or their air moving through their nostrils. And they get a little bugged out about if a thought comes up, right? So here's what happens when a thought comes up. The mind's job is to think thoughts. And so meditation is not about clearing out all those thoughts. 
It's about being with them in a mindful manner. So the thoughts are going to come up. What we want to do is use our 10 minutes very, very skillfully. So this is not the time that we want to follow the thought and go, because it can be even a really creative, great thought. We want to just put that on the back burner and say, we'll get back to you later because maybe you can write that down when you finish your meditation and then spend time with that in, you know, a, a, a time of creativity. But this meditation time is separate from that. The meditation time is the time to let the thoughts bubble up and then to let them go. This is our practice, to let them come up and then to let them uh, go. We can label them like I label rooster when I hear him, and then I just let it go. It isn't irritating or, or irksome like it like it started out to be. It ends up being just the mind, hear, the ears hearing, the mind thinking rooster, and then we let it go. So we get to choose what we're doing in our meditation. And that is one of the gifts of being human is that we have choice. And we can decide what we're going to do with these thoughts that come up. So my suggestion to you is to let the thought come up. Even if it's a disturbing thought, you can label it and let it be like that cloud passing across the mountain. And the mountain is you, and the thought is simply passing across your mind. It isn't a part of you. It's just passing through. I want to move on to some other um, questions, and one of them is, what kind of meditation should I use? So, in the beginning, I think sitting in silence for 10 minutes is the best practice. There are many, many different ways of going with um, guided meditations, which I have recorded many guided meditations for people. I have um, uh, one, in, we have the body scan one that I did is in our uh, group membership files. We have the ability to use those. And the beauty of the of a guided meditation is to just teach you how to go somewhere or being in a group and being guided through a meditation. That's a beautiful way of being led deeper and deeper into uh, a meditative state. But you also want to know how to go there yourself. And you don't want to have to rely on an app or a recording in order to be able to settle your mind. Um, it's a great thing to have those. And if you enjoy those, by all means, use them. But don't use them and eliminate the silence. It's very important for us to also sit with our silence um, and just being with the environment that is around us. So with that being said, People ask, what can I do? My mind will not stop. What can I do? I have a busy mind. The thoughts won't stop. I can't even keep up with labeling them and letting them go. And that's when I say, come back to the touchstone. Come back to your breath. The breath is always with you. You can 
And whether you're a mouth breather or a nose breather, you can say, when the air is coming in through the inhalation, breathing in and give it a number, one. And when you're exhaling, breathing out, one. So one complete breath, you get to one. And usually we go back to 10. We go from one to 10. When you get to 10, go back to one and start over again. Most people don't make it to 10, especially when you're starting. You lose track. You go off with a thought. But counting the breath in and breath out as one will help you see when you have gone off. So I think if you have a very busy mind, using the counting, breathing in, one. Breathing out, one. And you just say it gently to yourself. And you will eventually get to 10 and start at one again. But don't be discouraged when you don't. It's very common to lose track even at three, even at two. When you are just getting started, you will get to see with that breathing in, breathing out, counting, just how busy your mind really is. One of the um, final questions I'm going to do is when people ask me all the time, but I get so sleepy when I meditate. And especially with anxiety, this is true, because people are normally tired. Most Americans anyway, Westerners anyway, are not getting enough sleep. So if you sit and you relax, you're going to feel like, oh, maybe I can take a little snooze. Your body may right, go right into that. Is it nap time? And if you fall asleep, it's perfectly fine. It means you're tired and you have not gotten enough rest. Use that as a, as a cue to try to get a little more shut-eye each night. But if it continues, you want, you want to make sure that you're sitting upright. That's part of keeping the spine upright is that it keeps us in an alert position. When we start slouching is when we can start to be able to feel like we can take a nap. So again, just check your spine sitting in the chair on the couch or on the floor. Check your spine. Are you sitting straight up? And, and see if that doesn't give you a little bit more alertness for your 10 minutes. You know, a lot of people ask about the fact that they can't sit still for that long. That's why I say just 10 minutes. And if you can't do the 10 minutes, I want you to stand up and start walking. If you found after trying for a week to sit for 10 minutes and you can't, you can begin walking meditation. And I'll try to cover that in another podcast because it's a whole practice in itself. You can walk at all different speeds. I know you've probably seen walking meditation shown by a monk walking in Tibet very slowly, barely moving. It doesn't need to be done like that. Mindful meditation walking can be done at all kinds of speeds. And we'll cover that in another podcast. I'm hoping that it answered most of your questions about um, sitting meditation. The last one I want to cover is for the anxious souls that we are, because this is a question I get most, is that when they when we meditate, all kinds of things come up, right? 
But for people who are suffering with anxiety, panic, and PTSD, often what comes up is a lot of fear. And it's because we've turned our attention inward. And we're actually beginning to feel our feelings and feel our emotions. Um, And we're dealing with feelings and emotions and separating those out in our group coaching. So if you're interested in going deeper into some of these things, you may want to consider jumping into the group coaching with us. We're talking about feelings and emotions and how to separate them out from ourselves. And uh, sometimes we have good feelings and emotions and other times we have fearful or anxiety producing ones during our meditation. And what we want to do is to just come back to the breath. We want to make sure that we aren't letting a thought or a feeling or emotion come up and then start down a trail or a rabbit hole that we follow it down. That's the storyline and that's where we get into um, trouble. That's where the anxiety starts to grow and the what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs. And we don't want to go there. We can check it. This only 10 minutes that we're going to do this. It may feel difficult in the beginning, but we're going to check it by just saying, oh, isn't that interesting? There's an anxious thought. I'm going back to my breath now and go back to one. Inhalation, breathing in, one. Exhalation, breathing out, one. That is the most simple that you can do right now for for those anxious thoughts and emotions that come up during your 10-minute meditation. Same thing for if you're starting to feel sad and you have tears. Um, Let the tears flow. Let them come out. They are washing you away. And keep breathing breathing in. It will, it will kind of just, it will wash away. It's, it's an interesting thing. If you bring your attention back to the breath and let the tears go and they'll go, they will, they won't continue forever and not be afraid of that. We can handle all of these thoughts and emotions that come up and we can handle them so much better when we take 10 minutes a day to center ourselves and give our mind the break that it needs for healing. Remember, our brains are plastic. They heal. They are amazing. And it needs time and space to do that. And starting with a 10-minute meditation daily is a great start with that. If you have any more questions about meditation, or concerns about your own personal meditation, you know, let us know. We're happy to help you. Send us a question. Um, maybe we if maybe we can read it on the air. If you give us permission, we'll we'll say your name and read it on air and ask ask it and give our answer right here on the show. And if you want to record your question. We love playing them on the air. We haven't gotten one lately. So please, if you'd like to use your phone and record your question, we'd love to play you on the air and give you your, give you the answer. Believe me, if you have a question, 
you do not know how many other people are out there with the very same question. So it takes, it takes a few of us to step forward and ask those questions and everybody benefits. So anyway, I've got to run now. I think this has probably gone a little long, but it's an important aspect of our healing, our sitting formal meditation. It's only 10 minutes a day to get started. So don't forget to send me any questions you have about your meditation to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get back to you either through email or if you give us permission, we'll read it on the air with your name. Till we meet again, I hope that your day is peaceful and I hope that you are having some joy, some joy and smiles today. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.